Hello and welcome back to Hawk Talks. This is our podcast on dual enrollment. And here today in studio, we have two sophomores. Riley, are you a sophomore? I am, yes. Excellent. So we have two sophomores who are here with us who are participating in dual enrollment. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? I'm Christina Nugent and I'm from business marketing. I'm Riley. I'm in from, I'm from environmental. Excellent. All right. So we are here to discuss the topic of dual enrollment and you are both in dual enrollment, correct? Yes. Yes. All right, so why don't we go ahead and start off, for people who don't have any idea what dual enrollment is, why don't we go ahead and start off and say what it is? So can you guys explain it for us? Basically, it's like um, after school, you say after, um, right now it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, and two prof- two professors from um, the Massasoit College, they come and you take you just take a college course. Um, right now it's for free, and you're getting actual credits. All right, so you go to school throughout the day. So I'm going to translate this as a teenager talk. You go to school all day, and then at 2.30 you have a little snack, and then you go back to school again until 4 o'clock? Yes. Basically, yeah. All right, and what are the advantages? (laughs) Right, so thinking about, we'll get into that a little bit more. Okay, why would a student want to do that? So we'll get into that. All right, so can you talk about the setup, right? So how do you guys get involved in dual enrollment, right? So you... We're freshmen last year. Mm-hmm. Now you're sophomores. What is this new initiative? You know, how did you get involved? So they kind of just called, like I think it was a hundred kids down last year, and they basically like laid out. They were like, "Oh, this is dual enrollment. We're doing it. Like, um, come back and like sign a paper if you're in, like you want to do it." And I think fifty kids, like half the kids, came back, mm-hmm. and then they um, like explained a little more because like they didn't they didn't have like it quite laid out yet. And we went to um, Massasoit College and we took the acupuncture test, which is, um, it's like a test to see, it's like test your knowledge pretty much to like yeah. mm-hmm. give you a grade pretty much. It's so just, like the idea is to figure out which courses you're best suited yeah. for. So they wouldn't want to place you in a, anyone going into college really takes this test and they don't want to place you in a 200 level or a 300 level class if you need a 100 level. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. So there were some remedial, remedial courses that they Wanted to make sure we didn't need. Excellent. But. All right. So was the acupuncture test hard? Was it intimidating? It. I was really scared going into it, but it It took long. I kind of just thought of it like MCAS. There mm-hmm. was um, a writing assignment and then an uh, English one and a math one, but it, it really wasn't like all too difficult. Okay. So MCAS, you could say MCAS was good. <laughs> right. So it's giving you kind of that preliminary skill of how to go in and take a test and mm-hmm. to try to focus all your attention on it. All right. So great. So in terms of the AccuPlacer, what happened? You get your results, right? So then kind of where did things go from there? So basically after you get results, you are placed either in the math prerequisite course or speech, which gives you three college credits. Okay. Do you have any idea why they start with math and speech as opposed to maybe a science or a history or something? Uh, the math is just to like get the prerequisite out of the way so the students can actually take it. Uh, college credit courses and then speech I think is just like a good base course yeah, yeah it was good it, it like it's the math like seemed good it was like prerequisite so like if you if they did take it they won't have to take it once they go into college but the speech was like it was pretty much like everyday skills it's like beforehand like I couldn't talk in front of people like and I here s- you are now. <laughs> exactly like I still get shaky but it it helped like a lot in writing speeches too which was like we, we spend a lot of time on that, too. 
I think also speech for teenagers and even as an adult, I think we talk so much these days, we just, like we're doing right now, and it's yep. unscripted, and we don't necessarily think about what we're saying before we say it. And in the age of you know social media, and we all just tweet out or we Snapchat this thing, the idea of having teenagers to really process what they're actually saying and having point to every word mm. and sentence and to have a driving purpose or persuasion you know, that idea I think is really beneficial for someone who's 15, 16 or 30 <laughs> <laughs> cross platform. They're applicable. So, all right. So you're able to take either a speech class or a math course. So what did you all end up in? We both ended up in speech. Um, and after that, it was like a half year course. And now we're in English. Yeah. English one. Okay, so there, it's all based on the semester. So colleges are all semester-driven. Some colleges are quarter-driven. So you'd have a fall, winter, and spring. I believe Massasoit, based on what you're saying, is a semester-based course system. Uh, so the advantages of that, it's a lot like high school. It follows our semester system, and you get to take two courses in the year, and you can take a summer course if you want to. When I was in, yeah, what were you going to say? It's not, they, Massasoit calls it a summer course, which they, they pitched it to us as a summer course, but okay. it's still during our school year. Yeah. Which was a big deal because they were like, oh, yeah, it's a summer course. And I was like, I'm not I'm not staying during the summer. And they were like, no, it's like, I think it's five weeks still during the end of the year. Okay. So, like, Massasoit gets up before us, but it's not quite during. It's, it's, it's a so lot. So the schedule is hard, right? Mm. And so let's get into the actual, the timing of it in a way, and you might not know the exact end date, but... You guys go to school, as I mentioned, you go to school until 2.30. You do get a little bit of a break, thankfully. You know, lunch for us is uh, like 11. Some yeah. people eat at 10.55. So you get to go to take this course, you know, from 2.40 or so until 4 o'clock. That's a very long period of time. And so do you do that every day? You mentioned you do that twice a week, right? Yeah, so it's it's um with like the 9.10 schedule with the school. So it's um Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. And so does that run, you know, you mentioned that it could run over to the summer. So is that, do we end, do you end Massasoit or do you still have to keep going after the year? I think like there's a slight overlap with the summer. I think there's either they end a week before we do okay. or a week after. Okay. But they haven't like fully nailed down that, that part of the schedule. Gotcha. So that's just a detail we got to iron out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So going forward, so you've taken, this is your second course you're in the middle of? Yes. Right? So can you, let's go backwards for a second and talk about giving people a sense of speech, right? So what that kind of, that course was structured as, and then we talk about English because that's something you guys have also taken. So what, how is, how is the speech course structured? What did that look like? It was, it was kind of hard. It, at the beginning it was like, it was very new. Mm -hmm. um, and the teacher was very new to it too. She, she had taught speech but never to um in like such a short amount of time mm -hmm. so we started off doing kind of like some book work and she she would give us um like small impromptu speeches so I think the I my partner was her we um I think it was like a two-minute speech just like on somebody else okay and like we worked up so we started at like a mm -hmm. two-minute speech mm -hmm. um and then I think a five-minute how-to speech okay and then our last one Mine went, mine went for eight minutes, which was a little too long. But it's a long time. To yeah, yeah, it was. It, we didn't do many speeches, really. Yeah. So it's not quite. When people think about speech class, they think, okay, I'm up and standing and presenting every single day. And as a teacher myself, I do that every day. And there are a lot of careers where you do present and you're managing employees, and that's something you have to be able to do. But you know, just to 
limit people's fears. It's not every day, you know. Yeah, it's. I think we it was probably like every like three weeks that we did okay. like an actual speech. We'd like would stand up and talk, but like mm-hmm. usually as a group. Like she, um, our professor Miss Homecamp, she would do a lot of. Um, we would like stand up and like face the wall so nobody would be embarrassed, and okay. would um, do like breathing techniques. So, because like our class particularly, they had a lot of trouble with like projection we all were like really really quiet so we practice a lot with like how to like project our voice and mm-hmm. yeah we practice a lot with that and you do very well as you are here now <laughs> yeah it worked yeah it did work all right so in terms of english right composition so what is th- what's that course look like so right now basically we're in the middle of it so for homeworks and stuff we'd write essays on articles we've read in class and that we've discussed about in class and right now we're currently writing an essay about a movie we just finished that we discussed in class what was the movie uh mississippi burning okay so that is that's an intense yeah it was it, be, it was i understand the intensity of it, mm. it the was, need the need for the intensity yes, yeah it was definitely needed was that something do you think that's a type of project that you would discuss or a piece that you would discuss in high school or do you think that that you got that opportunity because it was supposed to be a higher level we class definitely got the opportunity because it was a college course this yeah they wouldn't, wouldn't they wouldn't have, have showed it there was no there's no way it would have been shown in high school okay and school s- the whole idea is to have conversation about this discussion right what are some of those you know how did people address it you know it's brand new content to everyone in the room you guys aren't used to having that level of intensity as we've been using that word. So what did, what did it look like to have a discussion about something like that? I mean, honestly, everyone was really mature about it, and we got through the conversation well. Okay. All right. So your peers, maybe it, as a teacher of high school students, and I teach all grades, you know, sometimes our, you know they surprise us. Students surprise us because when given the opportunity to act mature and responsible, people rise to that occasion. All right, so I'm really glad you all were able to have that experience and see the same the same thing. Yeah, the professor helped too. He was he's like he tried his best to make like a connection with each kid, so it was like it makes it like really easy just to talk in the class because like in a lot of like my high school courses I'll be like I'll be like scared to raise my hand like I don't know the teacher but like because it's such a small group and like we're there for like a extended period of time like it's mm-hmm. you you make a connection with the professors. And that's something that a lot of students think about when they go to college. They think they're going to be a part of a big lecture class and they won't get to know the actual professor. And that's not the case, which is great to hear. Okay. So dual enrollment going forward. What are some of the next phases? What does it look like going forward? Um, Next semester, we'll be taking the sociology course. Uh, But I heard next year that they're planning to transfer us on to like the Massasoit campus and have us take classes there and have those credits replace some of our high school classes. Excellent. So I also heard that you may be able to graduate from high school with an associate's degree, which is a two-year college degree for those who don't know. So that is a big deal. There are some faculty members, staff members here who have associate's degrees. You're able to get really good jobs, you know, with just two years of college. So to be 18 years old, to have that would be really fantastic. So what are some of the courses that you're looking? So you, you talked about taking, is, was it sociology? Yes. Yeah. Do we have any idea what that course looks like yet? Not really. They, they haven't told us much. Um, it's a five-week course. 
and that's all we really know. But they said that it's going to end um, the day that, like, our English course ends. We start the sociology, like, right away. Because in between um, speech and English, we had, like, I think it was, like, a three-week break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it probably fell around the holidays. They probably fell yeah. around the holidays. That's the way it, like, has a huge break. Yep. Colleges do. They, yeah. Yeah, it's about a month though sometimes. <laughs> so that's really good. So this one you have to go right back to back. Yeah. Okay. So I hope you enjoy sociology. It's typically, it's the study of people. <laughs> so it should be, it should be really interesting. I would, I would really enjoy to see what young people's reactions would be um, to some of the content I think they're going to expose you guys to, right? Thinking in depth about the world you live in, and they may even ask you to draw upon your own experiences, right? So uh, in terms of, you know, how you're applying some of the skills you're learning in dual enrollment to your everyday lives or even to your high school courses, right? So what do you see some of the benefits are? Like you mentioned that you're already more outspoken, you know, for example. So do you see yourselves changing anyways? Yeah, it's like definitely being able to like speak out in class is like really good in the English class um, because we do so much like we do, we do a lot of writing in that class. Now in my English class, like I can just write like so much easier. It's it's really helped because like <laughs> I, I used to take like so long to write. but mm-hmm. Yeah, so now you have a better kind of a structure. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. Okay. And also like with time management, like it's definitely helped like being like having homework for those classes and having to manage it and with all of my other high school classes, it definitely helps with managing it. Yeah, I've seen students in dual enrollment who are just, you all are working a lot after mm-hmm. school. You're working on homework. You really understand you got to get it done. And there's a different level of pressure, which is, it's important because, you know, a lot of students get wrapped up in high school and it's important to do activities and, and whatnot. And that's it that, you know, I don't want to undercut that, uh, but it is also important to start to think about the future, you know, and I think we're starting to force sophomores to think even more and more about what they want to do with their lives. The schools recognized how, like how much work we're putting into it. Cause they, they gave us a study period during our like normal school day. And um, we were taking, what's it called? I think a college success course which it's not any credits, but on um, Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, a professor comes and she teaches us like time management skills and pretty much like anything we ask her. Like at the end of last um, semester, she was like, write down what you want to like, what you want to learn. And a lot of us wrote down like, um, like how to prepare for college, like how to pay for college was a big one. Mm -hmm. So like that course is helping too, especially with time management and like just a time to do homework. Yeah, I took, I went to, I'm from the West Coast and I went to community college to take all of my math courses while I was a sophomore, junior and senior in high school. And then I even took an economics course from another university in the city I lived. And I had a study period in order to get all that work done because I went to school all day and then I went to school at night. And so it's so good that the school is making this an option, first of all, to have dual enrollment, but then it's second, acknowledging the impact that that has on your lives after school, right? Mm. And making sure that they're setting you up for success, right? It's not just, hey, take some college courses and we're still going to give you all this extra work on top of it. It's acknowledging that you can't do all of it and also take on more, um, which I think is, you know, it's revolutionary, (laughs) right? So we're so used to getting more and more work, right? So at least they're, they're doing a really good thing in that way. All right. So let's see here. What are some courses that you would be interested in studying, right? So going forward, thinking about your college careers, 
if you're interested in going to college, you know, what would you want to study? You might not know yet. <laughs> All right. But um, are you looking to go to college? I am. Yeah, I am too. I definitely am. I don't know where. I kind of just been like, I just chose a school. It's like, oh yeah, like Boston University seems cool, but like there wasn't really a reason behind that. <laughs> Yeah, like my parents, they really want me to like go to like BU and like BC, Northeastern and schools like that. Okay. And how does, so dual enrollment obviously is an activity, you know, it's not even an activity you're doing. You're actually getting college credits. So when you apply to those schools, you have transcripts, you already have college transcripts with credits on them. Yeah. All right. And so. Gives us a huge leg up. Definitely. On like applications. And college courses cost a lot of money. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's so much money. It's free right now. So like. Yeah, we're saving so much money. Yeah, if you think about it, uh, Bridgewater State, just that's a usually a base comparison, just a public school credit cost is around $1,700 $1, for a, a class. Mm. But at a private university like BU or BC, like you're mentioning, way more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so you are you may be saving you know thousands of dollars per class that you're taking. And those are courses that you would have to take when you enter as a freshman. Yeah, speech is um, that the, one of the reasons they chose speech as a first class is that it's required for like any major so like we got that out of the way like at the very beginning excellent and that's something that is all of what you're taking applies to all schools it's not just you know one school or Mm -hmm. a couple colleges it's it's really the kind of the freshman core that you know they look at almost every course that a freshman has to take or uh, and that's what they're trying to offer to you all all right so in terms of dual enrollment going forward I hope that you can get to that Massasoit campus next year. I think the idea is for you to be dual enrolled, studying at Massasoit, going out on co-op as juniors and seniors and externship and really starting your futures and starting to really see what you want to be doing with your lives. And it's so hard to try and figure that out at 15, 16, 17. So I hats off to you guys for really (laughs) committing to it. And I, I am really proud of all the students that I have who are in dual enrollment, but also the students who are just in that program, who took the opportunity, they took the chance to go and do that. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to add, say, about your peers or the opportunity or anything? I would say definitely take it if you have the choice. Because a lot of kids passed it up, and a lot of kids are regretting it because it's, it's huge. It's like a huge opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Like you want to get started on getting your college credits before you even graduate high school because that's where you want to be when you apply for colleges. Yeah, and that's where your future really is. You mm-hmm. want to start working on it today. I hear so many students say, I just want to graduate from high school and start my life. It starts now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate your time and attention, and uh, we'll see you next time on Hawk Talks. Hawk Talks.